This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good evening, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. I'm going to leave a link down in the description for you guys to an article talking about how the Federal Reserve is going to try to avoid a taper tantrum. And now this is something that we have talked about just recently in our videos because this is a credible threat. This is the Federal Reserve getting forward guidance, their job owning, trying to condition the markets long before anything ever takes place. And now I think a good example of a credible threat that just recently took place is with the corporate debt lending facility. And if you've watched my channel any length of time, you've heard me talk about this many times. The corporate debt lending facility was set up during the whole lockdown, pandemic, stimulus packages in order to try. They actually had several of these lending facilities, but the corporate debt lending facility in particular was a really good one for an example. But they had set up a bunch of these lending facilities to try and corner or backstop every corner of the financial markets. So if there was a loan to be made out there, whether it was a house loan, car loan, credit card, whatever... The Federal Reserve had set up a special purpose vehicle that would be willing to buy into that debt so that no matter what, that that market would continue to function. And so they set up this corporate debt lending facility and they said, we are going to buy corporate debt. When they did that, the markets flipped out about it. They said, holy moly, the Federal Reserve is going to be able to pick and choose the winners and losers. They can print up money and buy corporate debt. That's buying the bonds of these corporations. It's essentially lending them money. And when they did this, the market said like, well, holy moly. The Federal Reserve just set up the special purpose vehicle with like $75 billion, $100 billion. And they said that they were going to buy corporate debt. We should front run the Fed. And that's exactly what they did. They ran out there and bought up a bunch of this corporate debt, knowing that the Federal Reserve had hundreds, like $75, $100 billion, whatever it was, that they could buy into this market. And if they were able to get into the market before the Fed did, then they would be front-running them. And as the price of the bonds went up, they would sell it for a profit. That was the whole idea coming from the markets when they thought about the Federal Reserve buying in on this corporate debt. Problem is, the Federal Reserve didn't really buy any. They said that they were going to buy some. They set up that corporate lending facility, you know, for, for buying it. But then they only bought just a little bit. The credible threat alone was enough to make the markets go out there and fund all those corporations with the Federal Reserve really not having to do anything at all. In fact, now they're selling off that little bit of corporate debt that they bought. So this, this uh, credible threat, this is like the favorite tool of the Federal Reserve. Like I've talked about it many times. And now coming up here into the future, what they're going to do is they're going to use credible threat to establish what the markets need to do before the actual event takes place. So the Federal Reserve is going to be out there talking about tapering. They're going to talk about when they're going to taper. They're going to have political debates about tapering. There's going to be economists out there talking about the good and bad things that will come from tapering. And all this taper talk is going to be like huge. It's going to be the taper talk city all the way up until it actually happens. So that the moment that it does take place, it's just a smooth transition over. The markets will have already positioned themselves for the tapering to occur. 
You see, this is this is the way that the Federal Reserve is going to avoid a taper tantrum. Now, what to expect once the tapering begins? Because a lot of people are going to say that there's no way that the Federal Reserve is going to taper. They're going to say like the you know the government can't afford higher interest rates or whatever. Like the the money printer will continue to go burr forever. There's a lot of valid arguments that come behind that. I don't think so. I think at some point the tapering will occur. I think at some point the interest rates will rise. Why? Because it's going to cause pain. Now, this is where it gets kind of conspiratorial, but it's ultimately still the way I feel is going to go down. When the Federal Reserve starts cutting back on their monetary policy, like when they start cutting back on the quantitative easing and they start raising the interest rates, that shift right there is going to be very very painful for the people. The debt burden is too much for people to handle. The amount of credit needed, like the amount of debt people need in order to continue on with life is off the charts. So when you start to take that away, it's very painful on the people. It's painful on their debt burden, like how much they have to come up in order to pay their debts. And it's difficult on them because you think about like going to buy houses, like how if if a loan is difficult to get, then trying to just function as far as getting housing or, you know, just living life in general, getting a car, like if a car is difficult to get a loan on, these things are very painful. And I mean, you can think about how painful it is if you just don't have access to credit or how a lot of people who are addicted to credit, how painful that could be for them. Like, some people are like, man, I'm debt-free. I don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, that's a good position to be in. You wouldn't really feel the pain. But that's not the condition of most of the people in the United States. Or, in fact, a lot of people in the civilized world in general, most people are pretty heavily indebted. And once you start taking that away, that is very painful on those people. And I think the easiest way to just relate to it, and I know a lot of people don't relate to, like, you know, drugs and alcohol, but it's very much the same way. If you tell somebody who is expecting, you know, that they're going to get drunk there at the end of the day, that says, Oh, I'm sorry, man, you don't get drunk today. They will flip out. They will do whatever they can to get that drink. But if you condition them like weeks ahead of time, it was just like, Hey, in two weeks, man, you got to go to treatment and you better start thinking about like, you know, getting into it, better start getting some counseling and understanding with what you're about ready to experience. So that when you go in there, it isn't such a shock to you. That, is what the Federal Reserve is going to do with tapering. It's the very same thing. They're going to condition the markets to say, hey man, this tapering is going to come. You better think about tapering. Here's some economists that are going to debate you know, about tapering. Here's the political positions on tapering. And then here comes the taper. Right? So once that all takes place and is occurring, you can just look over to China to see what it's going to be like. You got bond defaults occurring over there. You got the consumer who is starting to feel the pain from it. Manufacturing is having issues because of the high commodity prices. And the strong currency over there is also creating issues. Like, all of it together is stuff that is going to occur here in the United States. Like, it may not happen exactly in the same footprints, but very similar things are going to occur. Just think about it. Everything started in China. The, the virus started in China. The lockdown started in China. They opened up first. They started their economy up first. Everything started taking place in China first. And if you just look at what's going on there right now with the tightening of the currency and the issues that it's creating, 
that's going to ripple throughout the rest of the world at some point. You can already see it happening in like Canada, you know, as they're starting to tighten up their currency. So it's just a matter of time before it comes here in the United States as well. Um, and now, again, this is like the conspiratorial part of things. But that pain that people feel from this, they're going to expect the government to do something about that. And what the government is going to do is they're going to introduce that central bank digital currency. There will be no better time than to do it when people are begging for the government to do something. So if you turn like you put out a bunch of debt out there, get people heavily in debt, and then you turn the water off, like the debt faucet, and you create a lot of pain, right? That 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 people need that debt, and they can't get it, and they start screaming at the government, saying, "Hey, I can't, you know, I can't live my life without more debt." And they say, "Hey, yeah, not a problem. We'll start making things right again. We'll take things into negative interest rates. All you have to do is to start using the central bank digital currency." You all want stimulus? You all want some MMT? You all feeling some pain? Here you go. Just start using the central bank digital currency and we'll make all that go away. See, that's what I really feel like a lot of this is about. Think about the conditioning that they have put this whole economy in. I mean, a house. I am in it, you know, I can understand like maybe hearing one story about it. But when houses sell, like you can offer $50,000 over asking price for homes and they don't, and you fail to get the bid and that houses sell for $100,000 over asking price. This is an obscure market. This is very obscure. We're coming out of a recession with 8 million less jobs than when we went in and the employment has a shortage there's a labor shortage does does that even make any sense at all that a year and a half ago two years ago there was eight million more people working with jobs than there is today and they can't find people to work no this doesn't make sense why because we're in a very obscure time things will become clear and when they do People are going to be sobering up and realizing that, oh man, we have been high as a kite, haven't we? All right, uneducated economist, you guys let me know.